Blog Talk Radio. Back at it again. Can't stop, won't stop. That's how we get down at the NFL Draft Bible. Don't even know how to stop. I'm your host, Rick Saratella. This is the NUC NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show presented by the College Gridiron Showcase. Nominate a player now for the third annual College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. Log on to cgsallstargame.com. And stay tuned for our 2017 College Gridiron Showcase watch list brought to you by yours truly, NUC NFL Draft Bible. We had an announcement yesterday. We'll talk more about that in a second. But we'll have the 2017 watch list posted immediately following the NFL Draft. Of course, you can follow the College Gridiron Showcase on Twitter, at CGS All-Star. The College Gridiron Showcase, it's not where you play, it's how you play. And it's exciting times here at the NFL Draft Bible, partnering up with the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. And uh, down in Dallas, Texas, it'll be the third annual game, and I'm really excited about it. It's, it's, uh, it's a big deal for us here at the NFL Draft Bible, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. So uh, we're going to welcome in Jose Jefferson, as a matter of fact, one of the co-owners of the College Gridiron Showcase, just to talk about the news, welcome to the show, Jose. Glad to be part of the mix for the third annual uh, College Gridiron Showcase. And, uh, you know, you guys have a lot of big things cooking for the upcoming game this year. Yeah, it's it's busy. Um, you know, I just, in fact, I just got off of a conference call with the city of Bedford and um, me and Craig and, and a few of our staff, and they're very excited about the things that are, are coming up. And we're just... We're just trying to to break the mold, you know, be be a little different. You know, I guess I was always told, um, be so good that they can't ignore you, and um, that that's kind of the the mantra that that we try to go with our with our event. Well, the NFL scouts definitely paid attention. Big turnout this year, and as the game continues to grow, I'm looking forward to what it turns into. Not just for the game, but also the community. Uh, you guys are a big hit down there. And, uh, you know, you, like I said, a lot of big things. We'll have the, the watch list coming up. Uh, but what else can we expect to see now? I think you guys just announced the, the dates for the upcoming game. So when is that going to be? It'll be January 7th through January 11th. And during that time, we'll have a whole bunch of activities through the city of Bedford, um, obviously at the hotel. And, and we're still, we'll still we'll be entertaining our three groups, obviously our all-star group. Uh, we'll have a second cheer group, our select group, uh, which will be college seniors as well. And then we will, again, once again, do a free agent workout with, a, with some twists with it. And then we're, we're holding a youth camp uh, for the community as well. So it's a lot of, lot of things crammed into four or five days, but, but it's, it's really exciting. And, of course, NFL Draft Bible will be on location during the week-long festivities. We'll have behind-the-scenes footage. Uh, exclusive interviews, and all that good stuff. You know how we do if you follow us on our YouTube pages and, of course, the website. So you'll now be able to find that content on the College Gridiron Showcase website, cgsallstargame.com. And it's exciting times for our podcast because we're going to be profiling a bunch of players from the College Gridiron Showcase. Of course, a lot of NFL prospects leading up to the 2016 NFL Draft, just 37 days away, Jose. I'm getting antsy. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> let's talk about one of the guys that was in your game or your um, showcase, I should say, this past year. Uh, he is Jacob Russell, 
a quarterback flying under the radar, according to uh, renowned, renowned quarterback guru George Whitfield, actually uh, had a post on Twitter mentioning him as the most underrated quarterback, completely flying under the radar. You had a chance to see him up close and in person uh, down at the College Gridiron Showcase. What can you tell us about this young man? I like him. I really do. And um, it's ironic because I heard about him long before uh, he was even considered for the event. And um, actually it was an indoor football coach uh, from the IFL that had referred me, I mean, I shouldn't say referred him, but told me about him, and I kind of put him in the back of my head, and then I got a call from uh, an agent, a great young agent, his name is John Meehan, great to deal with, and, and has been a, a, a breath of fresh air <clears throat> in terms of dealing with agents, and um, he had asked me about him, so I did some research on him, um, did some more things, and then we, we got into the event, and when he got there, just a, a class act, uh, obviously very polished. And um, when he got on the field, uh, all the attributes that you want, he's 6'4", he's about 230, 235, um, he's got a cannon for an arm, he's accurate, he commanded the huddle, um, the guys responded to him well, and, he, and, the, and the thing about it is he threw, a, he threw the ball hard. I mean, and I should, shouldn't say like hard, like it wasn't catchable, but that was the whole hook. It, it was a catchable ball. There wasn't very, there wasn't very many drops and passes that he threw. But, um, you know, obviously the the things that are the knocks or the, the, the red flags per se with him was he was the double transfer, which in a lot of senses, a, a lot of NFL scouts always ask the questions why. And then the other thing was, you know, being in the NAIA school. But, you know, his numbers obviously were, were off the chart, which, which shows he, he didn't belong at that level and he did the things he was supposed to do at that level. And then when he came to the CGS, he was playing with a lot of guys from, you know, FBS schools and, and Division Two, and, and you know what? He, he looked as good or better. You know, what, what can you say? I, I just I just know the guy is going to get into the camp, a camp just because of his intangibles, the things you can't coach, 6'4", 230, big arm. You can't coach those things. So I know somebody's going to take a roll of the dice on him, and I think they'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, 66 touchdowns, 13 interceptions over the past two seasons. First team NAIA All-American, and we're going to welcome him onto the show in just a second. Uh, First, we're going to say goodbye to Jose. So, uh, Jose, we'll be checking in with yourself and Craig Red throughout the um, podcast leading up to the draft, checking in with you guys periodically, see what's cooking with the College Gridiron Showcase. But uh, glad to be a part of the team, my man. No problem. Welcome aboard, and thank you very much, and we'll be talking soon. All right. There you have it, Jose Jefferson. Big shout-out to him. If you want to check out the press release, you can find it on the uh, College Gridiron Showcase website, cgsallstargame.com. We'll have it up on the nfldraftbible.com website. Uh, It's floating around out there on the social media Twitterverse universe. And, of course, I want to give a quick shout-out before we welcome Jacob Russell onto the show uh, from Campbellsville, of course, began his career at Eastern Kentucky, transferred to Kentucky, and then finished up at Campbellsville. You mentioned, Jose, uh, talk about the double transfer. Well, we'll talk to Jacob about that. We'll get the story straight from the horse's mouth. But I do want to give a quick shout-out to my guys over at Defiance Fuel. Um, 
you know, you may or may not have seen the story where Hakeem Nix sent out 17,000 bottles of water out to Flint, Michigan. That was actually bottled water from Defiance Fuel. Um, this is the real deal, folks. I had a chance to bump into them at the Combine in Indianapolis, and I told them about our situation uh, where I live. They actually just closed down 30 schools here in North New Jersey because of the high lead in the water. Uh, and, you know, Quinn over at Defiance got, got word of this and sent me over a bunch of this uh, bottled water that's really – I'm not an athlete, but it's really um, – formulated for athletes, uh, two patents on this water. It's really, really, it's it's the real deal. It, it, it tastes a lot different than your regular water. And, you know, I'll just put it like this. You know, get, I'll give you a bottle of, of uh, you know, Carlo Rossi and then give you a bottle of uh, Barolo. You're going to notice the difference. The fine fuel is that good. I wanted to give them a shout-out. Uh, so, Appreciate it, Quentin, all you guys over at Define Fuel. Keep it up and uh, looking forward to uh, having that bottled water stored. We have it all wrapped up, and, and uh, we'll, we'll show some social media love over on Twitter as well. But really the purpose of this show here at the Twitter Spotlight um, is, to, is to focus on Jacob Russell. He's a big gunslinging quarterback, six foot four. 235, we actually have him listed from the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. And we're going to welcome him into the show right now. He's been waiting patiently. How are we doing today, Dave? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. And uh, first and foremost, I want to thank uh, Mr. Jefferson um, for all the kind, kind words he had to say. And also just for the entire CGS experience down there. You know, there's a lot of different um, end-of-the-year all-star games and opportunities. and you know, some of them are just, you know, trying to make money. But, you know, when I got down to Bedford this year, was blown away by the event. Uh, getting to perform in front of 70 or 80 NFL and CFL scouts was just an opportunity that a, a guy like me from a small school just, you know, dreams of and needs. And can't thank Mr. Jefferson enough for inviting me to the game and, you know, just putting on a great event. Yeah, it's a first-class operation, and you had a chance to showcase your talents, like you mentioned, in front of all those NFL scouts. Uh, you know, Jose mentioned the different levels of competition. Let's start off there. Uh, obviously playing with the mix of FBS, FCS guys, the guys from higher level of competition. Uh, you know, sometimes you hear that the first day kind of takes a little adjusting to, but then after that it's fine. How was it for you? Yeah, so obviously – Playing at three different levels, I played with guys from, you know, all different talent levels and stuff like that. And then once once uh, I got down there and kind of got uh, caught back up to the speed of the game of, you know, Division One, Division Two football, you know, it, it really uh, settled in nice because it's almost easier to throw to um, guys of that caliber, guys of that talent who have, you know, larger catch, catch radiuses or – running more precise routes in and out of their breaks better. So it was a really good experience and, you know, had a good connection with some of the receivers and tight ends down there. Now, you started the past two seasons uh, for Campbellsville, the Campbellsville Tigers, uh, 15 wins over the past two seasons, eight wins this past year, of course, making the playoffs each of the past two seasons. We mentioned the gaudy numbers. We mentioned the awards. But uh, looking back just now on the past two years, 
Jacob, I mean, what's the most memorable game that stands out to you? And then also, you know, what's the one game that NFL scouts should really pop in and watch if they were to choose one game to watch your film? Yeah, so the most memorable game would be um, Rod Hart my first year, which was the final regular season game um, at third place. And we won that game and clinched uh, the conference and won conference. And that was a big deal to me because I've never won a ring um, in high school or college. You know, that was one of the reasons I went to Campbellsville because I knew I'd have a really good chance to win um, a conference championship and beyond. And just getting that first ring, first conference championship, you know, it was, it was a really big deal for me personally and, and also the, the program moving forward. And then as far as, um, you know, one game, um, I thought Pikeville this year, um, I performed really well. It was one of my best games. But, you know, after the first two games this year, we went on an eight-game winning streak and, the offense was clicking and the whole team and, you know, just through that whole stretch right there, I felt like individually and as a team, we performed, performed very well. Talking to Jacob Russell, Campbellsville quarterback here on the NUC NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show presented by College Gridiron Showcase. And, Jacob, you mentioned the offense. Take us through, you know, the offensive concepts. I mean, what style of offense did you guys run for people just tuning in and maybe finding out about you for the first time now? Uh, tell us a little bit about your offensive system and, you know, what kind of freedom did you have? Uh, did, were you an offense that did a lot of pre-snap reads? Did you have the freedom to change calls? Take us through the whole offense configuration. Yeah, so um, one of the great things about our offense is that you really couldn't categorize it into – you know, anything in particular like, you know, wing T or spread or, you know, pistol or something like that, we were a, a mix of everything, and we game plan each and every week. So, you know, one week we might, you know, be in wing, and the next week we might be in, in the eye or single back. Next week we might be in shotgun the majority of the time. So we had a good mix that we could use against all different kinds of defenses. And then as far as um, checking plays at the line, I uh, definitely had the ability to do that. Definitely did that at times. Um, you know, always talking between series with coach, um, talking to the guys upstairs. You know, looking over, looking uh, from the press box, and I uh, thought we just did a good job of everybody being on the same page. Receivers, quarterbacks, coaches. You know, linemen, running backs. Um, getting getting my, myself protected, getting to the right run checks, getting to the right pass checks, and you know, it was a historic year offensively for us, and it's been a historic two years and. You know, a lot of credit goes to the coaches and a lot of credit goes to, you know, the receivers, the linemen, and the running backs doing their part. How about a go-to play? Let's say it's third and long. Uh, is there a go-to play or a play that's called when it comes into the huddle, you you're, you kind of light up a little bit because you know you've had success with this play or this play has led to some big-time gains for you guys. What play is it? and then take us through what you're looking for at the line of scrimmage. Uh, if you're reading the linebacker or the safety, take us through that go-to play for you. Uh, one that we ran a lot was the box or shallow concept um, where you have a, a box from the inside receiver and then a post from the outside wide receiver on one side. And then you have a, a shallow from the inside receiver on the other side and um, – usually a go route or a, an individual route on the uh, the outside. So what we read was the front side safety, and if he came down the box route, you threw the post route over top. 
we hit that several times for, you know, big plays, big touchdowns my first year and a few times this year. Um, but as teams started scouting us, um, a lot of teams would drop back on that post route and we'd uh, hit the box route for a big first down, you know, 10, 12-yard gain. Or, you know, if that was covered up or it was a blitz from uh, the certain side, you'd come down to your shallow. And even though that's, you know, being caught right at the line of scrimmage or two yards past the line of scrimmage, that can turn into a big 12, 15, 25-yard gain and a big first down. And, you know, that was one play that, you know, we called several times and felt comfortable with overall. Talking to uh, Jacob Russell, the gunslinging quarterback from Campbellsville, six foot four, two hundred thirty-five pounds. And you know, as I'm sitting here talking with you, Jacob, I'm you know watching uh, some of your huddle highlights. And you know, you're right about the offense. I see, you know, sometimes you're under center, sometimes you're at a shotgun, have some good mobility there in the pocket. Looks like you feel comfortable throwing on the run. If I were to ask you, you know, what you consider to be your one biggest strength, if you just had to choose one thing, what do you do best? Is it uh, is it ball placement? Is it accuracy? Is it arm strength? Is it uh, film study? If you had to pick one aspect of your game. Yeah, I would say decision-making. I think um, especially my first year at Campbellsville, uh, that, you know, that was my first football season in uh, two-plus years. And, the one thing that really got me through that season and, you know, helped me have success was decision-making, you know. My uh, mechanics and fundamentals at that point weren't where they should have been or weren't where they were my second year. But one thing that, you know, I did well was just take what the defense was giving me, you know, go through in the progressions, not trying to do too much, not trying to force the ball downfield. And if you do that, keep moving the change. A lot, a, a lot of good things are going to happen. You know, a lot of people see – Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton and these guys with huge arms that can, you know, throw the ball 50 yards on the line. And people get carried away with a lot of the, you know, arm strength and 40 times and stuff like that. But when it comes down to being able to make the right decision time and time again, it's going to, you know, give you a chance to be successful no matter what level you're at. Yeah, and, you know, you talk about the arm strength. I mean, one of the things I notice here watching you is you, you really have a good understanding of, of touch, and, you know, when when to laser it and when to, you know, throw some air underneath it. And I see it connecting with uh, quite a few deep balls here. And, you know, we mentioned moving around, uh, throwing on the run. I see a, a big play game thrown off your back foot, um, primarily out of shotgun, but you do have some plays under center as well. I see you working out with the uh, quarterback guru himself, George Whitfield. What are some of the things – that you guys have been working on? Is that something that, you know, you've worked on trying to improve the three-foot, five, seven-step drop? Yeah, and exactly what you just talked about, being able to make um, all the different types of throws, not just, you know, a throw, a 12-yard out where you have to put a lot of zip on the ball, but also, the you know, the two ball between the linebacker and the safety or, you know, the three ball, the post route over top, you know, what really separates – the great quarterbacks from the good ones is being able to make all the different types of throws, all the different levels, and um, being able to be accurate with all three of those, not just the great arm strength or not just the great accuracy, but, you know, a combination of both. And that's something we've really been working on is keeping a good base, putting yourself in position to be able to make all, all three of those level throws. 
And, you know, George Whitfield, obviously, he's trained some of the best of the best. Uh, I don't have a list on me offhand who the quarterback class that you guys are all training with this year, but I would imagine that uh, there are some high-profile guys there and uh, some guys, you know, from all levels of competition. What's been what's it been like working with uh, Mr. Whitfield? What's it been like working with the QB class, and how do you feel like your skill set matches up? Yeah, so I actually got to work with George um, pretty soon after our season ended for the whole month of December. Um, and so he's been training, um, I know, Connor Cook and Cardell Jones and maybe a few other guys from about mid-January up until their pro day. So I was only with George during the month of December. just one, But it was one-on-one, which – which was a great experience and a great advantage to have. Um, but George was amazing. Um, you know, he's extremely intelligent, and he challenges you in a lot of different ways. And he's really good at, you know, working on all the small details. And, you know, at times you'll feel like, you know, you know, why are we doing this or this and that. But then he'll have you go through everything full speed, and you'll be like, wow, now the ball's coming out of my hands differently than before. And, you know, it starts to make sense, you know, when I from when I first got there to the end of that three weeks, the end of that month that I worked with George, you know, the improvement was amazing, and I I can still feel what we worked on there paying off now. Did he take the broomstick out on you? Oh yeah, we definitely used it a few days. <laughs> no doubt. Talking to Jacob Russell, Campbellsville quarterback, uh, College Gridiron Showcase alumni, first team All American NAIA. And he joins us now on the NUC NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. Um, you know, we we talked about it earlier in the show, the double transfer, Jacob. Obviously, NFL teams are going to ask you about it. And, you know, Jose uses the term red flag. I don't think it's a red flag. It's just not your prototypical journey. Um, you started off at Eastern Kentucky and then uh, eventually transferred to Kentucky, the uh, Wildcats, and played um, football and baseball while you were there before you eventually landed at Campbellsville. But, you know, let's let's hear from your mouth and uh, your version of the story because that would be the most accurate. I mean, take us through the journey and how you winded up at Campbellsville and starting off at Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, it's been a crazy journey, but uh, I'll give you the short version. Um so I went to Eastern Kentucky out of high school. Um, the plan was to redshirt, but the Friday before the fourth game, they're like, you know, offense is struggling a little bit. We need a spark. We want you to play. And I was like, of course, yeah. So had some success the rest of that year, probably played 30, 35% of the snaps and kind of a dual quarterback system. Um, right after the season, I knew that I still had that dream to play at the Division One level and, you know, in the SEC, grew up watching SEC football and just, you know, had always dreamed of playing at that highest level. So the easiest transition was to transfer to Kentucky um, and played there, played football there for three semesters. I had to sit out that first uh, 12 months and then had a pretty good spring. Uh, my second spring, got to start one side of the spring game, did pretty well. And then uh, obviously I walked on coming from Eastern and could just see myself kind of getting pushed down the jet depth chart again, had a, had a good talk with uh, quarterback coach Randy Sanders, who was there at the time. Uh, we had a great relationship, and, you know, he was really open and honest. 
saying that, you know, as a walk-on, you know, it's always going to be an uphill battle. You know, these scholarship guys are always going to get the, you know, the opportunities and the chances. So, you know, I was so serious about playing professional sports and, you know, probably made a rush decision, but obviously don't regret it because, you know, you know, God's led me to each one of these stops for a reason, and I've took things away from every stop along the journey that's, you know, made me who I am today and gave given me this opportunity and, you know, just made me that much stronger and that much more prepared. And so when I quit playing football at Kentucky, I joined the baseball team, um, was on the baseball team for a year and a half, went through a full season, got to play a little bit off the bench, great experience. Um, and then my second fall there, went through our fall season, I did pretty well, but uh, coach brought me in, you know, end of the year meetings or whatever, and he's like, we kind of see you in a sim- similar role to last year coming off the bench. Uh, he's like, I know you might want to play football again. You want to go somewhere you can, you know, play full time. He's like, it might be something you want to look into. So talked to a lot of NAI schools in the, you know, around Kentucky and Tennessee, and Campbellsville is definitely a, the best fit as far as playing both sports. Got to play one year of baseball at Campbellsville and then two years of football and you know, Campbellsville, although it was somewhere when I was coming out of high school, you know, almost laughed at when I got letters from them or whatever. It was it was really a blessing and a place that really changed my life and gave me, you know, the opportunity to chase my dream of playing professional football. Yeah, and here we are uh, just 37 days away. That's an incredible journey, Jacob. And, you know, what happens sometimes uh, with the Campbellsville and, transferring around it's uh your school is not going to be conducting a, a pro day and i've i've uh actually i'm already talking to your agent joe Meehan to see what we can do about getting you into a pro day so hopefully uh there's still a little bit of time that we can maybe work something out with that and we'll uh keep our listening audience posted if you do get in uh we'll be excited to uh cover that and you know, before we do let you go, just a couple quick questions here. Um, how about something? I mean, you've been pretty open with us, Jacob, and, and given us a lot of good information about your story, your background, especially about your overall game. But anything that we haven't covered, maybe something we don't know about Jacob Russell, the quarterback, on or off the field? <laughs> well, uh... I don't know. The one thing that's on my mind right now is fishing. I actually uh, was fishing right before this and had to cut my fishing trip short for the day to do this interview, but, you know, no problem there. So uh, one of my biggest hobbies off the field is definitely, you know, being in the outdoors, fishing, um, love to golf, things like that. Pretty laid-back guy. Not too many interesting things that I could probably tell you about myself, but, you know, playing uh, professional sports has always been my dream, and you know, there was times where it looked very unlikely, but, you know, God's led me along the way through this journey, and I've always uh, tried to keep my faith in him. And um, here I am today, you know, obviously the odds are still against me and the chances are still small, but as long as there's a chance, I'm still going to, you know, keep the faith and trust that he has me on the right path. Well, way to put the uh, guilt trip on me there, Jacob. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to make you cut <laughs> oh, no. the fish. There's plenty of time. There's, there'll be plenty of time for fishing. This is more important. <laughs> is there? Um, I guess. I guess you have water there in Kentucky. I guess uh, there's some fishing to be done there. So, um, you know, hopefully we can put off the fishing trip for 
uh, a longer time down the road because right now uh, the platform is yours to, you know, take the bull and, and run with it and uh, get into a camp and showcase your talents to the scouts. And the College Gridiron Showcase was one step of the journey. Hopefully we can get you into another pro day. And, you know, I mentioned that I was watching your film and, and your highlights on the huddle. Um, any other places that people should go check you out? Any other people you want to thank uh, or shout-outs that you want to give to before we wrap it all up here? Yeah, I mean, my Holly Films on Huddle, that's, you know, uh, that's probably the best uh, display of, you know, my career, you know, myself as a player. Um, obviously, want to thank all my coaches along the way, you know, took something from all of them. Um, one of the biggest influences has been Coach Cantwell from Campbellsville, you know, getting to play for a guy who had that NFL experience um, has been amazing. And, you know, he's given me great advice all along the way, and he's pushed me to levels that, honestly, I never knew, you know, I would get to in my college career and has made me feel really confident about going forward to this next level. But, you know, he's just one of the many people that, you know, have made this possible, and I can't thank enough every day. Well, we look forward to following your journey, Jacob, so please do keep us posted, and we will keep our listening audience posted, and we look forward to uh, touching base in the near future here. Yeah, thanks so much for the opportunity. I really enjoy your work, and uh, best of luck to you and everything. Oh, well, thank you very much. Best of luck to you. 37 days to go here Tuesday, March 22nd. I was your host, Rick Saratella, here on the NUC NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show presented by College Gridiron Showcase. Nominate a player now for the third annual College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. Log on, cgsallstargame.com. Stay tuned for our 2017 College Gridiron Showcase watch list brought to you by NUC NFL Draft Bible, and we will post that immediately following the NFL Draft. Uh, you can follow College Gridiron Showcase on Twitter at cgsallstar, the College Gridiron Showcase, not where you play, but how you play.